Fort Worth. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be shepherds went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in a manger. For those who cannot now receive Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, we offer the following prayer. My good Lord, my dear Jesus, I am sorry for having wounded thy loving heart by my sins because thou art infinitely good, and sin displeases thee. Like the beloved disciple, let me rest upon thy heart, and let me grieve together with thee for the outrages that are committed against thee in this sacrament of thy love. I give thee my heart and my love, if my poor love can comfort thee. I love thee above all things, and I desire to possess thee within my soul. Since I am unable now to receive thee sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart and nourish my soul unto life everlasting. Let my soul, O Lord, feel thy sweetness. Let me taste how sweet thou art, O Lord, that being a Lord by thy love, I may never sin by running after worldly pleasures. Thou art the God of my heart and the God that is my portion forever. O thou Lamb of God, who takest away the sins of the world, take away from me whatever may hurt me and displease thee. Give me thy love and thy grace. May the sweet flame of thy love consume my soul, that I may die to the world for the love of thee, as thou hast died upon the cross for the love of me. Amen.
Let us pray. Bring those you refresh with this heavenly sacrament, most merciful Father, to imitate constantly the example of the Holy Family, so that after the trials of this world, we may share their company forever. Through Christ our Lord. Dominus Fobiscum. Benedicat vos omnipotens Deus, Pater et Filius et Spiritus Sanctus. join our regularly scheduled program already in progress. ...substantial prayers, and she said it really, the demons really didn't like this one. So even those who already love God, learning deeply about these attributes can give us more to meditate on. And I actually do conclude a book with, with 133 conclusions that I pulled from Thomas Aquinas about what God is. So, given uh, your 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 depth of knowledge on on you know Saint Thomas and everything you know and and how you came back with such a you know a beautiful fervor for the faith, what surprised you when you sat down to write this book about Saint Thomas and his teachings? Yeah, yeah. What, what surprised me there, and it does when I read you know a lot of parts of him, but especially this one. I say I've described as having three stages of wonder. The first is, boy, this is deep. I wonder what he's trying to say. Then the second is I start to grasp that, and like I wonder how it's possible that, that a man could know such a deep material so well, borrowing from so many thinkers who came before him. And then that third stage I call a wonder with a capital W, mm. because now he has just inflamed my wonder and awe for God himself by the way he's written about him. Wow, wow. So in terms of your own journey, when, what hit you like when you first started? To, I don't want to go back to this a little bit because I just love testimonies, uh, in St. Thomas in particular. Uh, yes, I remember when I first came back, uh, I'd taken this course on natural law. I thought, boy, you know, some of these great St. Augustine and Thomas Aquinas really knew what they were talking about. So I read some books by, by a man, Mortimer Adler, uh, 20th century Catholic. He, he, was raised, he was born as a Jew. He called himself a pagan much of his life. But he loved St. Thomas Aquinas, and he died as a Roman Catholic. Well, well, he wrote many books, but I read one he wrote called um, The Difference of Man and the Difference It Makes, How We Are Different Than Every Other Species on Earth and Our Unique Powers of Intellect and Will. And, of course, Thomas wrote magnificently about that. Adler also wrote a book about how to, how, called How to Think About God, and I reread that, and then those books led me to Thomas himself, and when I started reading him, well, first thing is my formal training as a psychologist. I was wowed when I saw the way he described human nature, the way we think, the way we feel, what, what fulfills us, makes us happy. I thought, he, he knows more about psychology than Sigmund Freud and B.S. Skinner and all these you know, major uh, figures there. But then, then I move into his talk of the, the attributes of God, and then I'm just totally wowed. I mean, these arguments I thought were unanswerable, well, there are the answers. And then even later in the Suma, 
he also pulls it in, not, not just the God of philosophers, but he points out, you know, when, when uh, God told Moses, I am, he said, I'm also the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then Jesus later says, before Abraham was, I, I am. am. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it, all, yeah. it, all, it just all fits in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Talking with philosopher, apologist, and of course, Thomist Kevin Vost, his book, What is God? Uh, it is brand new, actually came out the end of September from our friends at Catholic Answers. You can check it out online at the uh, shop for Catholic Answers, and just check out their great website, catholic.com. And of course, listen to them right here every day, the Catholic Answers Apologetic Show, which is broadcast 6 p.m. Eastern Live on all of our affiliates through EWTN. Kevin, I could talk to you for hours. God love you for your great work, and we're so glad you came back to the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. The latest book by Kevin Vost, our guest, What is God? You can check it out. Uh, Of course, we'll have the link to the way you can purchase the book at the archive section for Catholic Connection. Thanks, Kevin. Keep up the great work. Abortion. Phonography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not. And their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Christ is the answer with Father John Ricardo. I repeat, I'm sure ad nauseum to the guys who are here, a line from Pope Benedict Emeritus now, who used to say over and over again, to be a Christian is not the result of an ethical choice, but the result of an event, an encounter, a meeting with the living God and the person of Jesus Christ. This and nothing less is what it means to be a Christian. So we said the new evangelization is new in ardor. That's a kind of old-fashioned word. What in the world is ardor? Ardor is zeal, fervor, passion. Are you passionate about Jesus? Passionate about Jesus? Are you zealous for Jesus? Are you fervent for Jesus? Are we fervent for the gospel? Are we passionate about helping this world come to know him? People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. Once you lose faith, if somebody does something to you and hurts you one time, two times, three times, four times, St. Peter thought seven was a good number. How often should I forgive my brother, Lord? Seven times? My Lord said, no, 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 no. Seventy times, seven times a day. For more information on Mother Angelica, visit Religious Catalog at EWTNRC.com. Jeff Cavins really needs no introduction, especially for the EW10 listeners and viewers. He's been with the network, of course, starting out with Life on the Rock. A very close relationship with Mother Angelica, who brought him to to do the show many years ago. And his his book, My Life on the Rock, A Rebel Returns to the Catholic Church, made such a difference in my own reversion 
And the weird thing was, uh, Jeff, I think I told you this story before, but when I was working uh, temporarily at, at the local evangelical station, for some reason, your book came to the station, which is very odd because Catholic publishers normally don't send Catholic books to evangelical radio stations because they know they wouldn't be of interest to them because we have we have so many differences, even though we have a lot in common. They disagree with a lot of the church teachings. And so I read that book from cover to cover in one night, and it just helped me so much in terms of defending the faith and embracing Catholicism more deeply. So I know it's an old book that's been out there for a while, but it meant a lot to me, and I know you've written so many since and doing such great work in the Archdiocese of Minneapolis-St. Paul and with scripture study and with speaking, and I said you probably bake cookies in your spare time, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. I didn't know that story exactly. I, I guess maybe I forgot that that book got to you, but... yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know, you and I worked together for quite a while, every single morning, yep. and we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I was your news yep. director when you hosted the, the, uh, the morning show, the radio show, yeah. and it's great to yeah. work with you. You're, you're a wonderful gift to the church. All right, so this, this, amazing, this amazing podcast, Bible in the Year, which just was just crazy popular, took off. Now we're doing a follow-up, right? Catechism of the Year. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. Well, you know, we laid down the uh, the foundation with the Bible in a year, the last two years, and that was a shock to us, kind of a big surprise, you know, the success of that. And uh, I guess the natural next step is to do the catechism in a year, which is to uh, take the catechism and uh, literally over a year read the entire thing and give some explanation and some guidance, you know, as to what is what really is our faith. And... Um, what, is, what does it look like? So we're looking forward to it. It's going to launch January 1st, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I hope that people that went through Bible in the year would want to go a step further and fill out their faith, as it were. And don't you think, and I'm sure this was part of it, that first, okay, you give them the Word of God, and then when you have the catechism, it can make everything all come together and help connect the dots between Scripture, Church teaching, uh, you know, the magisterium, you know, the three-legged stool that we have in the Catholic Church. Yeah, that's actually a good way to put it. You know, fill, uh, completing the dots, filling in the, or uh, connecting the dots, as you, as you said. Uh, you know, when you read the Bible, you're getting, uh, you're getting this revelation, uh, divine revelation, we call it, of God, who He is, that we come to know the heart of our Father, we come to know His plan for our life, and it mentions so many different things about life, like marriage and forgiveness and uh, the moral life and so forth. But take, take marriage, for example. You know, the, we know that Paul said, husbands, love your wife as, as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. I mean, that's, that's the truth, and that's what we want to do. But then the average guy will come up to you then and say, hey, Jeff, how do I do that? I mean, what does that really mean? And that's where the, the teachings of the church come in, where the, the teachings of the church really explain how to do what the revelation of God's Word, you know, revealed. And I need that. I don't know of anybody who doesn't mm-hmm. need it. So, uh, you know, I'm told, forgive someone. You know, somebody hurt me, and you say, well, you need to forgive them. Well, I know, but what does that mean exactly? Well, that's where we go to the catechism, and we, we get a, uh, you know, a fuller look at that. Now, in, in you know, in the beginning, not the whole scripture, but but when you start off, when you start off the catechism in the year, do you start off with Father Michael explaining what the catechism is and how it came to be? 
Yeah, we, we actually have a, a, an introduction to the entire thing. And Father Mike and I did a, a, a video that was a kind of a basic introduction to where we're going to be going with this and why it's so important. And then, as you know, and, and many of uh, your listeners know, that the catechism is divided up into four pillars. And uh, there's going to be a representative for each of the pillars. I have the first one, the creed. That's going to come out, I think, on day three. And then uh, the first pillar is the, is the biggest of them all. And so the second pillar, it will be Bishop Andrew Cousins. And oh, cool. he's, going to, uh, he's going to be responsible for that second one, Sacraments and Liturgy. And then the third one is Dr. Mary Healy, your neighbor. Oh, Mary, yes, at the Archdiocese of yeah. Detroit and Sacred Heart. Just a minute, I love her. <laughs> so we have a representative that's going to, at the beginning of each pillar, say, all right, here's where we're at. This is what it's about. Uh, this is why it's really, really important. And then, of course, uh, Father is going to do those those daily reps, you know, of reading and giving a little bit of an explanation or encouragement. And uh, but the important thing, I think, really is that introduction that we're going to be giving, and that is, uh, what does this all mean? Right. You know, what what does it all mean? And and of course, the the catechism is broken down into four into four pillars, and we typically will think of them as the creed, number one, number two, sacraments and the liturgy, number three, the moral law, and number four, prayer. But what we've done with this um, a new Ascension Catechism, which the bishops have been so gracious as to give us permission to, to uh, repackage this, the same words, but repackaging it in such a beautiful, beautiful presentation that, that like the Bible timeline, the Great Adventure, right. uh, it's color-coded. It's color-coded. So you have, we break it down into easy ways of understanding it, like the first pillar is what we believe, the second pillar, how we worship, the third, how we live, and then the fourth, how we pray. And it comes complete with a Bible timeline, not a Bible, I'm so used to saying that for 40 <laughs> years, a Bible, it's not the Bible timeline chart, it's the, it's the catechism timeline chart that, that really... When you open it up, the same size as the Great Adventure Bible timeline, mm-hmm. but when you open it up, you literally see all of the Church's teaching right there in living color, and it is amazing. It's truly amazing. I am so excited about this. I can't tell you, because in your book and, and the Catholic teachings of the Church, in terms of many of the encyclicals written by uh, John Paul II, especially the encyclicals on women, made a huge difference in my life, and, and I studied my mm-hmm. way back into the church. So De- Deacon Dom and I uh, did it together, obviously, before he entered the seminary. But we, I think really the, the fact that you can listen, because it's it's a different way to take it in, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, absolutely. Um, you, you know, a lot of people, if you said to them, like if you said to your listeners, this next year I want you to, I want you to listen to the entire catechism, or I want you to read the whole catechism, they'd say, yeah, right, you mm-hmm. know, I'd love to, but... But if you make it a daily habit, which many of the people who went through Bible in the year are actually used to doing that on a daily basis, whether it be in the morning devotions or whether it be on your way to work in the car or jogging, working out, uh, we kind of have carved out some time to, to go deeper uh, in our faith. And so I think for a lot of people, this is going to be a continuation. And for others, it's going to be a a new habit that is going to yield a lot of fruit. Amen. More with Jeff Cavins on the Catechism in the Year, which begins, of course, in the new year. We'll give you the details and how to find it through Ascension Press. More with Jeff Cavins coming up. Stay tuned. The Wisdom.
It was years ago. Shouldn't I be over it now? Why does it feel like yesterday? The pain is still there. The guilt still haunts me. The sadness is overwhelming. I don't understand these bursts of anger. Are you suffering from a past abortion? We can help. Call 214-544-CARE. Don't worry, it's all confidential. I want to feel connected again. Sometimes, I'm just numb. It's just not getting any better. You don't need to hurt anymore. Begin the journey to healing today. Call 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. Are you a parent in need of funds to help you better afford sending your children to school? Are you interested in learning about a great scholarship opportunity? The Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation is celebrating their 19th year of awarding Spirit of Love scholarships to Catholic students in the Diocese of Dallas. The application submission period will be January 2nd through February 1st, 2023. For more information about the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation, visit RebeccaLeahRivera.org or call 972-480-5273. Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own Master Tech Auto Repair and Planning. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, having a great conversation with Jeff Cavins about not only Bible in a Year, which is now concluded, and you can still find it online, of course, but now we're going to be having the Catechism in the Year, and of course he's working with Father Michael Schmitz from the Diocese of Duluth, and how did you first come to meet and work with Father Michael Schmitz, Jeff? Sure, well, we've known, we're both Minnesotans, number one. Um, number two, we, we met each other, uh, we started working really together about 18 years ago, I mean, literally, he looks like a high schooler back then. And so we, we met about 18 years ago. He would come down to the Twin Cities, and I would go up to Duluth. And we just really, really enjoyed you know, studying the great adventure with each other. And he, he found the great adventure, and he said that it just resonated. And he started learning more and more and more, and he just got so excited. And then we started going on pilgrimages together. So we go on a pretty much an annual trip to Israel together. And uh, and we've been to other places around the world, just really developed our relationship, as well as his family. You know, his his mother, uh, Goody, and his father, his whole family, we've been on trips together. And so we're like, we're kind of like family, I guess you could say. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but more than anything, we're brothers in Christ and uh, have grown to love each other over all these years. But you didn't expect, nor did he, nor did Father, because he confirmed this when I saw him last month at the Good News Conference in Phoenix, for the Bible in a year to be as hugely successful, in, and I mean successful in terms of the outreach. To me, yeah. that speaks volumes yeah. on how much people are hungry for this. Would you agree? Well, I totally agree. And I think timing has something to do with this, uh, Teresa. I think um, 
the COVID, you know, really locked everybody down, literally and spiritually. People are starving, looking for answers. And, you know, people are looking for two things. They're looking for a brighter future and someone to trust. And they were not finding it in network news. They were not finding it in Hollywood politics. And so uh, it's just at the right time we launched that in uh, January of 2020 and 2021. And we had no idea what it would do. In fact, I forgot that we even did it until our producer called January 2nd and said, are you sitting down? I said, why? You're number one in the country. I said, number one what? I didn't even know. It's the number one podcast in the country. And I said, you've got to be kidding. And so both Father Mike and I literally responded with, you got to be kidding. And then we looked up on Apple and said, oh, my gosh, something's happening. And truly, something is happening, and it's beyond any of us. You know, right. no, man, no man can take credit for any of this. This is mm-hmm. the Lord, and the Lord is calling people. You know, he said, if you, if, he, if you lift him up, he'll draw all people to himself. That's what's happening is we're getting Protestants. We're getting atheists. We have Jewish, brother, you know, uh, brethren that are that are listening, and of course, you know, so many Catholics around the world. But when you start hearing that a podcast is number one in over twenty countries uh, in the in religion, that's that's a big that's a big thing. And and I I truly believe, Teresa, that we're going to see in the next five to ten years that when people people are looking for Bible studies. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to Catholic Bible studies because they're going to get such a, a fullness and a richness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now it's, uh, it's going deeper with the, you know, the, the teachings in the church. Who would have ever thought that people would anticipate a podcast about the catechism? Yeah, but thanks be to God. I mean, because it's it's yeah. people seem to think sometimes that the Catholic teaching is either so backward and repressed or oppressive or that it's way above their pay grade. And it's none of those things, because it, it is so applicable to everyday life. And you, you could pick up a hard copy of the Catechism, which I do quite frequently, to try to make sense out of things, and look in the back of the index. And so many topics out there that affect our daily life are in that back index. And you can look it up and, and see what the Church says about it. Now, I know people are wondering, how do we do this? How do we sign up? So, the information on how to sign up for Catechism in a Year. Yeah, you can go to ascensionpress.com forward slash C-I-W. And uh, you can get your your timeline chart for the catechism. You can get your reading plan for the catechism and an opportunity, if you'd like, to get the new catechism that Ascension has put out. But, uh, yeah, we've got just a couple weeks left here, and you can get all of that ready and join that cohort, that national cohort that's going to begin January 1st. Let's talk about, quote-unquote, you mentioned something that I'm sure uh, has, is piquing interest in terms of, you said, the new catechism. Now, it's not a new catechism in terms of uh, you changing the teachings or anything. So explain, because I actually have a copy of what Ascension has done, and it's really, really helpful. Yeah, it's the same catechism. People are familiar with whether they had the first edition, that gold one, or the second, and the green. Well, this one is beautiful white cover, and it's the same exact catechism, same words, same paragraphs, same everything. But what, what we did is we put it together in a, a color-coded way, where, for example, the first, uh, the first pillar is uh, turquoise, and the second pillar, how we worship, is burgundy, and then how we live is green, and then how we pray is purple. 
And, and then that, if you look at the side of the catechism, you'll see the color coding system and you'll always know what, what pillar you're in. In addition to that, we've added uh, some beautiful, uh, color code for, uh, cross references and, um, and, uh, what call out sections, you know, what we mm-hmm. believe in brief, in brief, you know, is what, what it's typically called. And then in the apparatus in the back, which, a lot of people that have a catechism really don't even know that's back there. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, the dictionary and everything. Well, that too, there's been some things added to it, uh, like on page 735, which is a history of all of the ecclesial writers throughout history that contributed to the catechism and, and what paragraphs. And it's just a, a beautiful presentation uh, of it. And I'm I'm already getting into mine, and I, you know what it's done, Teresa. It's hmm. you probably have gotten books. So you received books in the past where right. it just revived your faith. It's like I want to study the Catechism more than right. ever now. I'm, mm-hmm. I've always loved it, but mm-hmm. now this is like an excuse to go deeper. And and uh, and I love the color code system. We've learned, we you know, with the Great Adventure that people associate colors with certain periods of salvation history, and it just becomes a part of them after a while as a mnemonic device or a learning a learning device. And I also think that this is going to be great for parents to teach your kids. Yeah. You know, and, and also I and, think, and, um, you know, Father Michael Schmitz is, is even though we were, we were joking during the break, I always tease him how quickly he speaks, but he's, he's, he's very uh, engaging and he has a very pleasant voice, as do you. So I think this is going to be a beautiful resource for people. And then you have others who are involved who are fantastic, uh, Bishop Cousins, and then, of course, the amazing uh, Dr. Mary Healy from Sacred Heart Major Seminary. By the way, I did sign up, and it's very easy. Just go to ascensionpress.com, and right on the homepage, you see the Catechism in a Year, and it says Get the Reading Plan, and coming January 21st, 2023, you can begin Catechism in a Year. So this is nice because people can do it on their own schedule, Correct. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just like Bible in a Year. I still get people, they'll say to me, Jeff, I'm still not done with Bible in a Year, and uh, it's taking a little longer. And I say to them, well, for you, it's Bible in two years. That's fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's fine. You know what? One of the most exciting parts of this whole thing is for me. As what? Real quick, we got like 30 seconds. I, Go ahead. I saw all of the saints, and it's like bringing them all to a great big conference and listening to them awesome the saints are great we were talking about that during the break i love the saints jeff so great to speak with you again god bless you and emily and and the grandkids and the kids and we'll talk soon my friend jeff cavins bible in a year and catechism in a year check them both out ascensionpress.com the catechism starts in january Texas leads the way in fighting to save thousands of babies, but we're not done. Join us as we pray, witness, and march for life on Saturday, January 14th at the Cathedral downtown at 2215 Ross Avenue. We'll begin at 945 with Our Lady's Altar of Roses, followed by Mass, celebrated by Bishop Edward J. Burns. The North Texas March for Life begins at 1230 p.m. For more information, call 972-267-LIFE. That's 972-267-5433. Hello, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline, owner of MidCities Dental and a parishioner at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in Colleyville. We have been joyfully treating patients in our Catholic community for many years. We're truly blessed to be serving the people of our area and proud to be a sponsor of this great radio station. 
KATH 910AM. If you're in need of dental care or would like a second opinion, you can reach us online at midcitiesdental.com. Catholic Charities Dallas invites all KATH 910AM listeners to their 25th annual Bishop's Gala, Love Works, featuring a live performance by American band Earth, Wind & Fire. The event takes place on Saturday, January 21st at the Omni Dallas Hotel with cocktails at 6 p.m. followed by a dinner at 7 p.m. Enjoy a memorable night of fellowship and fun, a gourmet dinner and cocktail hour, live entertainment, silent and live auction. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit ccdallas.org. Young people are leaving the Catholic Church at an alarming rate. To re-engage teenagers, Net Ministries works alongside youth ministers, parishes, and schools to help young people encounter the person of Christ through evangelistic retreats. Net Retreats includes large group presentations, small group discussions, sharing of personal testimonies, and prayer with each young person. Net's trained team of young adult missionaries take care of everything, eliminating your retreat checklist. Schedule your Net Retreat today by visiting netusa.org forward slash schedule. past the hour. I hope you're having a great day. Lena, or Lina, I always say Lena, but it's Lena Nealon, is the Director of Corporate and Strategic Initiatives for the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. It's an amazing organization that really keeps on top of these very important issues of how children are, and young people, of course, are just being exploited, especially online. And Lena, I know it's a mixed bag, because you and I were talking during the break that we're very much relieved that now that, that Twitter seems to be dumping a lot of information, a lot of stories, a lot of problems that we suspected did exist, but were told that they didn't exist, that we were conspiracy theorists, and we know there was a lot of collusion and so many stories that were suppressed, but everything comes at the price because there were some of these security panels that have been disbanded, and that's where you come in with some concerns. So so do share what you're looking at right now, and thanks for joining us. You know, we are, we're cautiously optimistic. Of course, we're thrilled that Musk has least proclaim the child sex abuse um, material, you know, ridding the platform, which we know is a cesspool of all kinds of harmful material, but that, you know, he's really prioritizing this. And we have seen, you know, again, very positive signs. Um, there was a report that there was a 57% increase in removal of accounts that were sharing child sex abuse material, um, a reporting feature uh, for child sex abuse material that had been um, put on Twitter earlier in the year and then removed unexplicably was, was put back. So of course people can report this material much more easily. Um, you know, we're seeing progress. However, we're, there's also then concerning actions that Musk is, is taking for one, uh, disbanding the trust and security, trust and safety, um, team. Now, of course, we, I don't believe that they were doing a good job before, but to not have sufficient people in place before disbanding this team that, you know, our experts on identifying removal is a bit concerning. Um, the other major factor that people need to understand is that Twitter has created a, an ecosystem right for exploitation, and it's unique in many ways from other social media platforms in that it allows pornography. If you allow pornography without age and consent verification, um, you are guaranteeing that there will be child sex abuse material as well as non-consensually shared images. Um, he's also moving, you know, planning on moving forward with paywall video, which is similar to OnlyFans um, and, you know, largely already accepted it will be used for 
pornography and prostitution. And again, looking at OnlyFans, we know it's rife with child sex abuse material. So he's making some improvements, but then at the same time, um, we're seeing signs and, and high-risk indicators that it will not get better and, in fact, might get even worse. We're talking with Linda Nealon, Director of Corporate and Strategic Initiatives for the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. So are folks such as yourselves with these excellent organizations that are on top of these issues, have you uh, reached out to the MUST team now, or, or what is the process that, to bring this to his attention? What's being done? Yeah, so we we have reached out to the new trust and safety, um, uh, the head of trust and safety, Ella Irwin. We would very much welcome to to meet with Musk himself and with his team to advise him on what we're seeing on the platform and some of our concerns, again, specifically around continuing to allow pornography and moving forward with this paywalled video feature. You know, we're being told that they are working with other organizations. We don't know what organizations those are. And of course, they did disband their advisory council, which um, was made up of some very reputable organizations like the National Center on Missing and Exploited Children. Um, uh, so we, you know, we hope that in disbanding that council, again, it serves as an advisory role and they don't make decisions, but hope that he, he really will build up a team around him of true experts who've been doing this for you know, decades yeah. um, to, to inform him. Yeah, because it really is a mixed bag, because there's great concerns about what was happening in terms of information and, and stories being suppressed, serious information regarding elections and, and, and other major issues with the government. But at the same time, in some ways, did he throw the baby out with the bathwater, do you think? Very, I, I think, a bit chaotic, looking at okay. what's happening. I think you know, we're still, again, want, waiting to see what things settle down. You know, We're about a month in. Um, a lot of things are being revealed. A lot of you know, proclamations and intentions are being proclaimed. Um, we want to see the evidence that things are, you know, are actually changing. And again, specifically in our realm, you know, I do think it's concerning that many accounts that were suspended or banned are now being brought on. Um, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> very, very cautiously. Uh, optimistic about some of the improvements but again i think it's it's too early to tell we're watching very closely to see again the evidence that things are actually improving in this realm of child exploitation and abuse i mean i can tell you that we can still quite easily find uh high indicators of child sex abuse material um and trading so you know it, it was a cesspool in the sense before um it is you know, Twitter is known to be this place. Again, I think the fact that pornography is allowed makes it very attractive to pedophiles and predators because it's so much easier to be hiding the trading, not just of images, but actual children. You know, we, know, we know that Twitter is also being used for prostitution and, and sex trafficking, and pornography often serves as an advertisement for children and adults to be sold for sex. So again, it's it's a very appealing place for predators and pedophiles, and and sadly, I think it will continue to be so. Um, again, unless uh, much, many more steps are taken. So, with all this in mind, and this just emphasizes the overall issues with social media. What do you tell parents nowadays? Because it just seems to be getting worse and more invasive. Yes, I mean we we always tell parents they need to be very, um, you know, first of all, they need to be having constant conversations with their children 
building that. We say the internal filter. It is not a question of if they will see pornography um, or even be accessed by predators. It's likely a when. So parents need to be not come at it with fear, but with deep awareness and connection with their children. Um, they need to be well-versed of the many, many risks on all social media platforms. I can tell you that Pinterest has pornography and has a chat feature that has been used by predators to reach children. Pinterest, right? Like most parents wouldn't think that that's a problematic platform, but it is. Anywhere that children can be posting content or have any interaction with potential strangers, um, you can guarantee predators are going to access that. So you really have to think about, you know, your child's, you know, maturity level. You know, we advise parents to delay social media as long as possible. Um, I, this is my personal opinion. I would say not until 16, knowing what I know and what I see. I'm, you know, I have my 13, 14, 15-year-old on all these platforms. I can tell you I am very easily accessed by strangers. Um, and also the content I come across is you know, pornographic, highly sexualized. Um, it's, it's, it's a high risk. So parents mm-hmm. need to take that into consideration. So let me have you repeat that because I'm so glad you said that in terms of I can't imagine, and, and I, don't, I don't have children, but, but what I'm saying is I may have grand nieces and nieces and nephews, and I've seen over the years how they've been influenced to buy it as well. So you're mm-hmm. saying 16 years old, until that, that's the age that they should have access to social media. This is my personal opinion, yes. And a lot of experts, again, we, what we say is delay as long as possible. possible. But I mm-hmm. do think that, you know, first of all, you're not even supposed to be on social media until you're 13. And sadly, a lot of young children are on social media, often with their parents' blessing, because the parents don't know either. Um, but we do say delay as long as possible. And then if your kids are on social media, you know, whether they're 14 or 17, I highly advise parents to also be using that same social media to put on any parental controls that are available you know, filter, filter your Wi-Fi. So there, there are the technical tools that you can use. And then there are also, again, what's most important is those conversations with your children and being well-versed on the risks of each social media platform, but, you know, social media overall and yeah. what they might be exposed to, what and who they might be exposed to. I think you're spot on because I, I don't work for an organization like yours, obviously, but I do do media research all the time and I write about the media. That's my area of expertise. We're talking with Linda Nealon, Director of Corporate and Strategic Initiatives for the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. It is just, it's, it's a wild, wild west out there and then some. And I think that's great advice. But I'm sure this is your personal opinion based on your experience and what, you've, what you see every single day in your line of work, which would, I'm sure, shock most people 10 times over. But this is the reality of this situation. We have got to take control of these outlets. And I, I've been saying this, Lena, for decades. I know, and we're so grateful you have. More people need to listen. I mean, these companies have proven they, over and over again, put profit over protection of right. children and adults, quite frankly. They need to be held accountable. They need to be held accountable through legislation, litigation, regulation. We, we can no longer let them regulate themselves because they have put our society and our young people in incredible danger, have affected their mental health. Um, it is a crisis. And, and, and in fact, it has been, you know, we have declared a mental health crisis of our young people. And it's no surprise that social media plays a huge role in that. And of course, when children have lower self-esteem, they are much more susceptible to exploitation. And I will also tell you, it is from every family, from every 
religion from every type of school. We get calls from homeschooling parents, uh, parents from Catholic schools. You know, it's, it's, it touches all our children. There are no borders with the Internet. And again, even if you are, you are keeping your home safe or your children aren't on social media at home, they have friends, right? They have right. friends. They have classmates. So, you know, again, it's, it's talking to your children about these. You know, we have a lot of great resources for how to talk to parents. There are some great organizations out there. Do you get pushback when you say 16 years old for social media startups uh, with, with teens? Or, or are people starting to realize that's a really good idea based on what's going on out there? You know, I will tell you people from, again, across the spectrum, um, progressives, conservatives, those in the child online safety space, again, whether it's an official position of the organization or not, I can tell you that when we talk among ourselves, we, we really do believe that that's, that's probably an appropriate age. Again, we don't, we don't have an official stance on that, but based on what we see, it really is, you know, especially when someone's, a kid is 13, they're still on their digital journey, unless there are major changes made to even remove some features available for 13, 14, 15-year-olds, they just don't even have the, the, the brain capacity. Right, I was just going to say that, judgment. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, you know, again, you do have to look at each child, but, um, you know, again, it's just it's such a high risk. And, and not even to mention the, you know, forget the sexual exploitation and abuse, you know, the content that they see, but even just from a social perspective of, you know, the bullying, the, right. the contents of eating disorders, um, there is no research showing that social media is healthy, right? right. So even from that perspective, um, you know, I talk about that a lot as well. And again, at 13, 14, 15, I don't know. Now, it is hard. You get pushback, especially when, you know, all their friends have these. You know, well, you know what you say, Lena, what my mother used to say? If all the kids jumped <laughs> off a bridge, would you jump too? <laughs> Every every parent's fine in the world, right? But it's hard, right? It is hard. I can tell you as a parent, too, like, I am not swayed by peer pressure, but there is still a little place in my heart that I'm like, oh, yeah, my kid is the only one without a phone, right? They'll survive, right? They They will survive. survive. But what, you know, what what we need and what we hope we're to is like a parent uprising. You know, we need more parents saying, no, absolutely not. And, you know, so they are, they're, they're they're recognizing, again, the harms and kind of, pushing back against that. Even schools, some schools uh, try to use social media. I had to remind our middle school that they wanted to do, have the kids on TikTok. And I was like, they're not no. allowed. They're, they're, they're 12 years old. They're not right. allowed to be on right. TikTok. So again, well-meaning people, um, even very active, engaged parents don't always understand truly right. how grave the harms are or there is a, you know, not my Well, child. that's why we appreciate you. I don't want to cut you off, but give us your website, Lena. Um, and sexualexploitation.org please and sexualexploitation.org thank you so much well spoken we'll be right back this program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and it sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities 5G coverage is available nationwide and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. We have something that stands in utter contrast to the lies of this world. It's called the Word of God. 
The Word of God is what demolishes all that sets itself up as an opponent to the good, the true, and the beautiful. All that sets itself up as an opponent to Christ Jesus. The Word of God is given to us so that we have something to hold on to that's true in all circumstances. We always have a place where we can wash ourselves in the regenerating waters of Scripture. We have a place to retreat to, where we can cling to what is true. The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit, of the joint and the marrow, and it's judge and critic of the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. I hope you know how much we appreciate your listenership here at the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, as well as the Ave Maria Radio Network. And we always say we are all about the resources. So just remember, anything you hear daily on this show, you can check out. You can go to, for example, the EWTN Religious Catalog through EWTN.com. You may also go to the archive section of Catholic Connection at AveMariaRadio.net. And all the resources are there for you. This is also a great way, by the way, to witness. Sometimes if you're challenged by a friend or a loved one on a particular topic and you hear us talking about an issue, right, that has come up, especially, right, over the holidays or a special occasion, you can go to or tell your friend or family member with whom you're discussing something to go to one of these sites and to listen to a program, or you can send them to the link to the program and they could hear it for themselves. That's why we call Catholic Radio part of being a member of the Shy Evangelist family, right? Because we do the evangelization for you and you can pass it on. We'll talk to you in the next edition of Catholic Connection. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. 
How would you like to attend a Community Epiphany musical? The Orchestra of New Spain will perform its annual concert at St. Philip the Apostle Catholic Church in Dallas on Saturday, January 7th at 6.30 p.m. Christmas and Epiphany provide an opportunity to showcase the celebrative religious works from the rich repertoire of Spain, Mexico, and Latin America, and in particular, popular narratives of Solers, Vianicios, and the Latin responsories that took place in the celebration of Matins. Admission is complimentary. For more information, visit orchestranewspain.org. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom-fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.